Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. The Fan Afternoon Show is back on the air for one more hour. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, in with you for a little less than an hour here. Timmy Shea on the controls. The Raging Canadian. Just, just, I, guys, during the break, he's just gushing, gushing about the Battle of Alberta tonight. Calgary and Edmonton in the CFL will battle tonight at 7 o'clock, and I'm telling you this dude cannot wait. Go team. Who, 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 now, come on. You're, you're Canadian, so you have a side. I want Canada to win. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like who you root for in the Super Bowl and someone answers America. Well, you're going to win. Canada. No, but what, like, are, you a, are you a Stamps guy or, a, or an Edmonton guy? Canada. Come on, let's, let's, let's CFL it up, Timmy. Let's give, me, go. give me Toronto. Toronto isn't playing tonight. It's the Battle of Alberta. Oh. Very close to your home Where's province. Alberta? It's close to your home, home province. State? Oh. Of British Columbia. Where? It's where you were born. Oh. British Columbia. Yeah. I live in Vancouver and Vancouver lives in me. I always go away from the mic when I sing. I don't know if you noticed that. Because mm-hmm. I'm terrible. It's fine. And I just think it's better quiet. <laughs> When I sing. We're going to get you a headset tomorrow so that when you do do that, it just follows you along. Everyone can hear your lovely voice. No, don't do it. I want I want that in the distance. Uh, we are coming to you from the Lakeland University Studios offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. And by the way, uh, it's Pick-A-Lane time. And this segment, Pick-A-Lane, brought to you by... BioNTech and Pfizer. I have to get that out. BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Pick a lane. So let's pick it. Left lane. Talking brewers and expectations. Why is it that the expectations, the fans' level of expectation, is not quite the same for the Brewers as it is for the Packers and the Bucks? Meaning this, 
the Packers don't make it to the Super Bowl, there is this instant thought of this person needs to be fired or this needs to be changed or whatever. With the Bucks right now, losing in Game 7 of the second round of the playoffs is not acceptable to anyone, and I'm not saying that's wrong because the Bucks could have at least won the East and maybe a title. And that sticks... Uh, you know, in the hearts of of fans of sports fans in Wisconsin, but with the Brewers, it's not necessarily that way. Um, we talked about the one and six over the last few years in the playoffs. Let's play that call one more time from yesterday. Hit it from the post game show. This man. is, the, yeah, this is yesterday. I'm calling today, July sixth. If Council doesn't get his head out of his, you know what. Council should be fired by the All-Star break. Goodbye. That's that's a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot for a team. We're not saying that. No, no. But those are the calls that you get every day or every Sunday Yeah. after a Packer game here on The Fan. Do you remember a couple years ago the Packers played a game against the Chargers? Uh, and this was when the Chargers yes. were in their little in temporary that, home. In that soccer stadium. That thing was terrible. I, I covered that game. You were sitting behind a pole, I believe, right? Literally. Behind, it was the, I called that stadium the fire festival of stadiums. It was awful, and the Packers lost that game. And that like you this this they were coming they're ready to come down here and set stuff on fire. You know, yeah. yeah. And it was I, it, it was it, a, it was a random loss in the was, West Coast because they weren't didn't they have a winning streak? They were on a winning streak. They were they just they, they should have beat San Diego yeah. or wait LA, it was L A. They were LA. playing in Carson, yeah. but yeah, L A. was not good. No, they were not right? very good. They had Melvin Gordon, I think, still. Um, but it just it was it was a blip, right? And people went nuts. So anyway, there's there's your left lane talking about the Brewers uh expectations. Is college football dead can be your middle lane. We can talk about the uh the Big Twelve and Pac twelve, what's going on there, the you know, what'll happen to the future of those conferences, the ACC as they try to react to this two-conference, mega-conference setup. The SEC, of course, already a powerhouse. The Big Ten is a powerhouse of its own and adding a coast-to-coast element to it. Is college football dead? What do you think of this new way, this new approach to college football? That can be the middle lane. What can be our, our, our third? We need three lanes, don't we? It's not a two-lane lane. No, we, we, we do two. We do two. Well, third Sometimes can, we do two. How about, how about the third, third can just be a potluck? If you, sure. if you, want, if you got something... Do it. Give it to us. 414-799-1250. And this is going to be Ron from Rome joining us here. Ron, how's it going? Good. Yeah. The reason that I don't have the same you know, expectations for the Brewers as the Bucks and the Packers is that the Bucks and the Packers play on a pretty even playing field with, a, with the way the salary cap is. And in baseball, I don't expect the Brewers to be able to compete with the Dodgers and the Cubs and all that. So I'm a little more forgiving with them. Although I don't think there's any excuse why they can't play more small ball. And I could I could completely understand. I feel like small ball yesterday might have might have made that might have made a win yesterday. Ron, we appreciate the call. I've been complaining about that for years. Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. Um, so, I mean, it, I understand they don't want to play small ball when they're trying to score five runs and everything. But there's been multiple times this uh, year, in like the bottom of the eighth or the bottom of the ninth, all we need is one run to tie or to win. And everyone's popping out and flying out and swinging for the fences. They're going, oh, it almost went out. Well, it didn't. It got caught at the warning track. It didn't help us at all. 
Yeah, it's you know the thing that that gets me when we talk about this this uh, conversion of the way baseball goes right now is not necessarily like I, I understand if their analytics tell them that that they shouldn't play small ball in most situations, but the analytics can be blind completely to a situation, and I think one situation is when your offense needs a little pick me up. When your offense has been struggling for several days, let's say, and you're mired in a game like this that's nothing, nothing, or one nothing, or whatever, a little bit of they don't have to play small ball all nine innings, but to see it for one or two, to see them go to that for for a little bit, I think could jumpstart the offense. I think I think the analytics are fine, but I think occasionally the situation comes in where you got to stop the analytics and just try to push one across, right? Well, so yeah, a lot of times it's just situational, and sometimes it's your personnel i mean when we had prince fielder and uh Corey hart and uh and all these guys that could hit home runs it made sense to swing for home runs when you have little guys that can barely hit the ball you don't be swinging for the fences that makes a ton of sense hey ron appreciate that thanks for the call uh that is uh it's the the small ball debate is going to be a continued debate i think it's going to be going on for a while and i think maybe the next you know part of the evolution of the game isn't necessarily, okay, they shift you this much and you try to beat the shift this much. I mean, that's that's a thing, but obviously that's not something that major league hitters are, are trying to do. And, and what they're being told, I, as far as I understand, is that your efforts to try to pick up a single, if they succeed, you get a single. That's it. And, you know, the, the, the percentage – that you could succeed in getting that single is still not, it's not a hundred percent, right? It's still a smaller percent. So if you just hit into it and you try to hit a home run, the percentage does go down, but the result is a greater result, a home run as opposed to a single. So, I I mean, I know that, that the analytics when it comes to shifting and, and going against shifts, they say that, but again, situationally, as Ron said, situationally, sometimes you just need a single. Sometimes you just need something. To, to, to pick it up, and if you've got the personnel to pull that off, then occasionally it's a good thing to do. The Brewers have had success at times this year when they've gone to small ball for blips of time. There was a, a game. Yelich, when he bunted. Yes, that's that it. Game. In Pittsburgh, right? In Pits- yep. That it, was, it changed, it changed the, the, I would say the momentum, the flow of that game. It changed the flow of the game. It changed – you know, what would happen to the next hitter, how he was pitched and that kind of thing. And yes, 10 times out of 10, when you're up there, you're not going to bunt. Like, I'm not saying you bunt 10 times out of 10, but if you bunt that once, then you come out of it okay. How do you feel I, about small I, ball team? I, I wish they play more of it, honestly, because they can't hit the ball, right? Like, we're this is the team that we're getting, folks. This is the team that we're getting, yeah. whether you like it or not. You might get the occasional 19 runs. We what well, we had that twice this year, yeah. where they scored 10 plus, right? Maybe yep. maybe more. I did just two games that pop out of my head right, right away when that happened. I don't I don't remember the uh, maybe a handful, maybe five, five or less. But a lot of ones and zeros. A lot of ones, a lot of zeros yeah. at the beginning of the year on the post game show. Brew fans were calling. Why can't we score five, six runs? You look at other scores throughout the league. You know, Braves five, Astros four, Rays seven, Yankees three, you know? And it was constant every night. And then you always look at the Brewer score. Yep. Two one, 
One zero. <laughs> this is what I, I just I, I wish they would play more small ball because that's going to get them to win more games. You're, you have the pitching staff that if you find a way to scrape together a couple of runs, you're going to win some games that way. It's going to happen. That's it's the name of the game. And again, I'm not advocating for that to happen every day all the time, but sometimes like yesterday, maybe that wouldn't wouldn't be such a bad thing. And and by the way, the, I know that there's there's a, the, the talk or the thought of Corbin Burns continuing after he got to 100 pitches and everybody's saying, well, you should go nine, you're throwing a shutout, that sort of thing. They, they talk about, you know, the old school stuff. Uh, and while I understand it, while I, I I can see the point of it, there is a little bit of a different world for the modern pitcher in that, yeah, they throw fewer innings. There's no question about that. And I, But I don't know if we could necessarily say that they're pampered. I think pitchers have a different mentality now than they did when they threw 160 pitches in a game because that 160 would include a whole lot of change-ups and, and you know, off-speed pitches. There was a lot of control stuff. The modern pitcher throws – I don't know, 50 times as many 97-mile-an-hour pitches as we saw 20 years ago. I, I, that's, that's, that's a made-up number, but it's probably not that far off from the truth. The, the, the strain on an arm for the number of fastballs that are thrown at that speed is, is astronomically higher, and I think that's part of the reason why pitch counts are lower because, yeah, guys in the old days would throw 160 a game, but they weren't throwing every fastball at 97, 98. Their arms might have fallen off. You know, it's it's a different approach, right? It takes this 97-mile-an-hour fastball to get the outs now. And so it takes fewer pitches. So I'm a little more lenient when it comes to that. Like, Burns was gassed after seven. He threw 100 effective pitches. I thought Council did exactly the right thing there. I know some people don't think so. I completely do. James and Waukesha, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? How's it going? Good, good. Hey, as far as this whole... Um Revenue sharing and and uh, TV rights and all that, that that kind of gives the brewers a pass. Yeah. Um, Green Bay Packers are the smallest market in all professional sports, right? That's true. And and yeah, they share revenue with the NFL, but look what they've done to 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 gain revenue. The title the title town district, right? Yeah. And look what look what the Milwaukee Bucks have done with the Deer District. What what has the Milwaukee Brewers done for the city of Milwaukee to gain revenue? I mean, that's and, and baseball doesn't have a salary cap. Yeah, that's right. right. And why can't Antonio come up with some money? The Yankees do it. The Cubs do it. The Dodgers do it. The, the, the Padres, the Padres are a smaller market than the Brewers. Right. Uh, okay. It's it's all about wanting it. I think that's I think it's a legitimate point, and I and also I think you could say that Mark Adonacio used to do it. Like that, he he would he did this for Yelich, but in the past he would go out and get free agents and sign more contracts. That that is something that he used to do. It's a, it's a valid. And I point. got one more question. Sure. How would any Milwaukee Bucks fan or or Green Bay Packers fan feel about hiring a head coach that has never had head coaching, any coaching experience on college level, pro level, any level whatsoever? 
and that's what you got with Greg Council. Council when he when he took over. Maybe another manager in the major leagues that that got a job without that. Yeah, it's a pretty. It is. It would be a pretty short list. That's the truth. Right, James. I appreciate right. the call. Thank you. It's uh, that's a. And the thing with Council too is is very obviously that that hire was part of a greater shift of operations, a shift of mindset, right? I mean, the idea was when council came in, the first thing they were doing was putting the, the new parts in. We're talking about when they traded away everything that moved, and they traded Gomez, and they traded Lucroy, and they traded uh, Aramis Ramirez, you know, all, that whole group, right? And they, and they completely blew it up and then brought in guys that they valued differently with the idea that council could bring him along. I, in other words, I think that's, that's where you justify it. I, I see the point that he didn't have experience anywhere else as a, as a coach or manager, but he uh, bought into what the, the mindset was. In other words, David Stearns had this very specific vision and Craig council was in on that very specific vision. Do you like the idea of a beer district? I think it's going to be essential. Uh, and, and the interesting do thing, they do it? I mean, okay, so so let, let's talk about the two possibilities. You either do it where you have it, where the stadium is right now, and there's space. There is. But, but that space is tailgating space. But do they They don't use those spaces up. Like it's there's still playoffs, open shots? Sure. Yeah. There, there are. Don't talk about playoffs. There are, uh, there are open spots all the time. Okay. All the time. So you would take, I don't like know if you, far... when you're at the stadium, if you go look, Bart has been saying this for, year, well, since, since that article, there was that article yeah. about someone pretty much proposed a plan with, with, a, with, beer with a beer district yeah. in that they also have the land where Kamatsu, Kamatsu is, mm-hmm. and I believe they're, they're going to be selling that or. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. To the east. Okay. All right. It's been it's empty. The so, Interesting. Okay. So. Maybe the brewers look into that. I, you know, who knows? But the parking lots, I think, is a, is a no brainer. You don't need twelve thousand, thirteen thousand spots. It's, it's too many. I, it's, yeah, that's that's not, something they're I never, never used. They're never used other than the playoffs. Hard Fully to say used. easy to use. I I I thought like if you if you could mix the parking spots and and then also have this beer district there you have a place that people can go to but but space to me was it was a question right and also location is a little bit of a question you can't do that downtown you can't no it's hard enough to put a stadium downtown mm-hmm. you most certainly cannot put a stadium in a beer district downtown it's not possible so oh, yeah. I'm showing Kevin a picture from yesterday. Yeah, there's open spots. These are not the center field lots that I'm having. This is the lot off when you're driving on 94, um, off Mitchell Boulevard. Yeah, that's that lot. That's so it's that far and, and the, what lot. you're showing me is a lot that is half full, half full toward you, and then completely empty in that back half. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, if there's space to do it, I, I'm telling you that this is how teams make money. I am telling you that the Braves are making money. Because they have a stadium built into a district that's full of restaurants and shopping and all that other stuff. And the Red Sox have found a way to take the space around Fenway Park and turn it into bars and some and some some restaurants, some shopping there. You don't have as much space, but that's a thing. That's a thing, right? That that's happening all around baseball. The Cardinals have a little Midwest yeah, live Village, district. Right? Yeah. That's that that's a thing. Like this is this is a revenue source for the team. 
Titletown is a version of that. The Cardinals kind of reminds me of the Brewers now because the Cardinals had all that land. Oh, all yeah. that Remember open land out in left field. Yeah. That's that's the last time I went to St. Louis. When they were in the NLCS against each other, there mm-hmm. was a stage, a music stage that mm-hmm. was empty. Mm-hmm. We did every live shot from, from that, that stage. stage. And we were alone across the street from the stadium, and we were alone. Mm-hmm. Except that one time Randy Wolf ran by us, literally. <laughs> that was really funny. Al is on the phone, is that right? Yeah, yeah Al in uh, Cedarburg. How's it going, Al? Going well, Kevin. How are you? Man, doing great. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Well, I think first, before I respond to the previous caller, because there's just some erroneous statements made. Um, what the Brewers could do, I mean, look at what could potentially be done from building from Potawatomi all the way down to the River Parkway there. I mean, you have to get some local investors. I mean, look at some of the athletes, what Pat Connington's been trying to do with investing down off of uh, First Street, Wisconsin down there. I think you can try to get something built. I don't want to mortgage all the lots. I think, you know, if, if they're going to come to agreement of something like, heck, turn that abandoned one like you said off Mitchell, turn to a top golf. I mean, do something. I think there's ways that they can do it, but location hurts them. Now, as far as a pass, uh, in, in response, I think his name is Jim, um, you cannot compare the Milwaukee Brewers to the New York Yankees. The, just the confines of how it's set up, I don't. It, it baffles me how everyone believes just because baseball doesn't have a salary cap that owners can just shell out money. Antonazio doesn't have nearly the amount of money that that of Yankees ownership has, or can that compare to other MLB owners? He's, he's very, very wealthy. But if you're going to look at it between the Bucks and the Brewers, Edens and Lazary are billionaires. They can afford to go into the luxury tax, and they can make decisions that can put our team over the hump. And even though it's a financial constraint, they can afford the bill. Now, I'm never going to knock anybody for not you know, playing smart business and to each their own how they handle it, but the fact of the matter is, is they're an organization that can do it. So, Thanks for taking my call and my rant, but my goodness, Milwaukee Brewers and New York Yankees in the same sentence as far as payroll. Let's just stop the nonsense. Thanks. I'll appreciate it. Yeah, it's. I mean, we were we were looking at TV deals, and and Timmy found this. He uh, the the Brewers TV deal is a twenty eight million dollar a year deal. The Dodgers TV deal is two hundred forty. I think that's a number two hundred and forty million dollars. Uh, Timmy, in your currency, that's that's fifty million Canadian for the Brewers yes. and about three hundred fifty million Canadian for the Dodgers. I wanted to make sure the conversion was there for you. See me, I'm I'm looking out for you, dude. I'm looking out for you. We're gonna return after this short break. Converted into Canadian time here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There you go. It's Kevin Holden, CBS 58. 
and Timmy Shea on the controls. <laughs> and I'm not hitting the correct button. No, but see, <laughs> that it's two sets see, of eyes. See, good thing you're here. But what, me? <laughs> you don't want me anywhere near those controls. I just know that I know the button. I'm all over the place. I know the button that, that is. <laughs> you're my, telling like, me what to do. When that button is on, I talk. And, and I saw that you hit the one next to it. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not it. <laughs> Sorry, Timmy. I'm not trying to run your show. You know and you're, that. no, this is your show, buddy. This is your show. I'm just here to. Pin this on me. This is <laughs> This is the This is the fan afternoon show. Uh, and and we'll be here today. We'll be here tomorrow. And we've been talking about a variety of topics. By the way, just to keep you up to date on moment uh, news of the moment, uh, the Bucks have signed first round pick Marjan Bochamp. Uh, Summer league is just around the corner, so he will be eligible and ready. If you want to listen to Summer League breakdown tomorrow morning, Bart will have your breakdown. Oh, does he do yes, that? Yes, he'll he will be breaking down Summer League. <laughs> really? <laughs> is that like I don't I don't know how serious he is. Like, is he sound serious? Yo, so with Bart, it could literally be serious on one end, or it could be Knight's Gourmet Popcorn on, on the other. That's the point. So, okay. Gourmet Popcorn! Like, is it is that what the start, like, Summer League Breakdown, is that what we're, where we're headed? Well, let's actually, uh... Oh, boy. You, I see your wheels spinning, dude. You're you're gonna take us somewhere right let's now, see, aren't you? Let's hold on. Let's just let's just let's find out. Take the us. The Bart Winkler Morning Show coming up on Friday morning. If you're looking for a Bucks Nets Summer League preview, keep it right Done. here on this radio dial. You will get one on Friday morning on our show. Plus, a look at Brewers Pirates coming up this weekend. Join us weekday morning six to ten right here on the Fan. That was one hundred percent serious. Yeah, he's serious. He is gonna. <laughs> I'm I'm more scared now than I was before. You know what I mean? Like I could see him I could see him like grabbing the summer league rosters from 2016 and breaking that game down. You know what I mean? Like that's the oh, sort yeah. of thing that could yeah. happen. That that's why you have to listen because so, you never know. I don't know if we'll be breaking down summer league action we can. tomorrow. I mean, we can if I'm, we want. I'm glad with it. I'm glad to do it. We'll see. Uh so we've been we've been chatting of some of these other topics, Brewers' uh, expectations and college football, and I, I love the takes. I mean, you got you got callers offering takes all all the way across the board on on salaries and and that sort of thing. And I think um, and you know how how the Brewers compete in baseball's economics with the Yankees and Dodgers having these TV deals that are ten times the amount, uh, and it's it is a little tougher uh, because the NFL everything in the NFL is league tv deal mm-hmm. it's just it's just built for that and the nba makes a ton of money off of its network deals it's games that are on espn on tnt on nba tv and so on and mlb is a little bit different because there's so many games there is an mlb network and there is some pie that is distributed to the teams but honestly your local tv deal will have a lot to say in what your revenue looks like and and so that's you know i i think the truth is somewhere in between I mean, obviously, the Brewers do not have the same resources. They will not have the same resources as long as baseball is built under this current system. At the same time, uh, I think there's some some times where a, a little bit of opening of the of the purse string might help a little bit. Like you remember 2018, Scope and Mustakas and Geo mm-hmm. and Curtis Granderson. I mean, I think all those together they they cost some money. Don't get me wrong; those those moves cost some money. 
I think long term they may not have cost that much because there were some rentals there, but they really helped this Brewers team begin an era where they were making the postseason every year. And that 2018 team was loaded by the time they got done because you know Burns and Woodruff and these guys were were young dudes at that time. That team should have gone to the World Series. Yup. That team should have gone to the World Series. When Christian Yelich hit that home run, I don't think I've ever heard Miller Park as loud. Eh, I have, but I I say that about every moment, every big moment. Because <laughs> I, I, know, I know for a fact that I've said that in 2008 when Ryan Braun hit that home run. And it, might, it might be the case. And it I might said, be oh, I, I, I think that's the loudest I've heard. American Family Field. What about what about 2011 playoffs when, when uh, Brad Ziegler threw that ball into center field and the Brewers uh, blew the game because game two against the Diamondbacks, the ball hit back to the mound and Ziegler turned and flung it to center field. They scored two on that play. Mm-hmm. What about Niger Morgan and Carlos I don't think Gomez? I've heard the, the ballpark is loud. How is that? <laughs> but no, I, I I'll tell you, I've been here since 2009 and I think the loudest I've ever heard it was Yelich's home run. That home run, yeah, yeah. That was that was. Dude, it was deafening, and the roof was closed, and that helps. That helps keep the noise in. But, man, and there that's the moment where no matter what position you're in, if you're a fan, if you're a media member, whatever, you're looking at each other like the World Series is a possibility tonight. They win this game tonight, and they end up in the World Series. They were that close. In fact, Timmy, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. I will tell you how close all of this was from happening. During the game. Don't tell me you had a flight booked. (laughs) During the game. Oh, boy. I was called back to my day job at CBS 58 during the game. Because they had, they were, they were making plans for Boston and they needed, they needed help on some, like some logistics, you know, like sports director stuff. And, and so I got brought back in during game seven to plan Boston. And that's when it got real for me. You know what I mean? Personally, I was like, we were referring to the Brewers being in Boston for a World Series, like in a couple of days. It was that close. Now we know it didn't happen. But man, oh man, what a moment. Christian Yelich's moment, one of the best in franchise history, right? To give his Dodgers the division championship into right center, back at the wall, it is gone! Yelich! his first Milwaukee takes a first inning lead so the next year the Brewers are at spring training in 2019 and and we for a long time we used to put together what the the term is special a a special in tv terms it's a 30 minute program or a 60 minute program about a thing preview the season so that's what we were doing and my my the the first thing that I did the what they call the open the very first thing was that with this dramatic music under it as soon as he hit the homer. And like when I put it together, I stopped and watched that play. It had to be 30 times. Yeah. It had to be 30. Like, in other words, this, you know, that that thing to the wall and gone. And then there's this do, 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 mm-hmm. do, do, like mm-hmm. this dramatic music. And like what he did to my inside, I couldn't stop watching it. I watched it like over and over and over and over and over. It just, it was like, that's a lifetime moment right there. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that the rest of the game didn't evolve that way because if it had, if the Brewers had won, that moment would be, I think, maybe the defining moment for the franchise. I it's re- not because they lost the game. Yeah. I remember, uh, I just remember sitting there and being like, I didn't stand up for that home run. But were you just stunned? I was like, 
I know it's only one nothing. What that happened in the first inning, too. Yeah. I said, I said to myself, "Oh my gosh, this could actually this is a happen. Thing. This is a thing. This could actually happen. This is the you can have nice things conversation. Yeah. When the Bucks won the championship, mm-hmm. I had this conversation on the air with Mike Strelo, who's a lifelong Wisconsin resident. Mm-hmm. I turned to him and I and I was talking to him." But I was speaking to Wisconsin at the same time, and I said, this is proof. The Bucks championship is proof. You can have nice things. Your life doesn't always have to end with a loss to the Seahawks or the Dodgers or the 49ers or the Cardinals. It doesn't have to be that way. You can have nice things. You can have a championship. And that's that. It bubbled to the surface there. But it finally hit the surface the night of the championship. I saw you that night, the night the Bucks won it all. We 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 <laughs> met up briefly. Night. That's that's yeah. Yeah, we met up briefly. Um, after it was all said and done, and I mean, you're the relief on your you. Did you sleep that night? For a little bit, but it was like yeah. sun up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I was awake for our entire morning show. Four thirty a.m. to seven a.m. on I'll CBS fifty eight. Really? For the entire morning show. What were they talking about that morning? <laughs> Darius Darius Joshua from our sports department was downtown with, with Mike Kirk. You just should have stayed down there. All Actually, I was there. They wouldn't put me on. Okay. Yeah. They they refused to put me on. It's fine. It's that it wasn't it wasn't like there was a problem. It no. just they had a sports guy and a news guy. They didn't need me. Um but yeah. That was a good night. That was a fun time. That was a good that was a good run, which I believe tomorrow, Bart has been doing the breakdown. Yesterday was the anniversary. <laughs> anniversary. Yesterday was one year ago for game one. Yes. And he's breaking down each each game a year later. So, so with I, game two is I, I I think there was a two or three day break. Yeah. So early on there was a there was a break, yeah. Break. I remember the home games being longer than the travel day and then playing here. Well and as or you or just know, about the same. Like this Obviously, your, your your emotions ride with every game, but also when you work in our line of work, your 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 life also goes with it. Yeah, remember when everybody's out in Phoenix for mm-hmm. for games one and two, and mm-hmm. then you have to figure out. You come back to Milwaukee for games three and four, and are you back out there for game five? What happens? And I mean, it was it was exhausting. It was it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. There's no complaints in there at all. But I mean, when it was done, when that parade finished, I went to bed. July eighth. So tomorrow. Tomorrow was game two, and that. Wait a minute. That means tomorrow is the one year anniversary of that moment. Right. That was game two. The steal. Holiday no. with the steal. No, no, no. The game two. This is the, the finals. Oh, game two. Wasn't it? No, game two they lost. But remember oh, the Bucks right, went down right, one to two. Right. No, what am I thinking? Two zero. No, o two. My brain scrambled. And o two. And I'm sure this will be brought up. I believe we'll have to ask him tomorrow. Bart's going to join us tomorrow. Yeah. O two is the day. Ah, see now I can't remember if it was the Eastern Conference Finals or if it was NBA Finals. For what? Where Bart guaranteed. He said, "I'm putting chairs out." Oh, it was during the ECF. I, I think was it the ECF? I okay. think. I'd have to go back and check. I that. think it was the finals. You think it was? We'll, have, it was to, we'll have to go back. And he, and he put out the chairs. Put out the chairs. I uh, sat in one of those and put on social media. I, I, sat, I sat down and I went, what's your favorite Bradley Center number? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That is how you know, Timmy. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, a couple of little things you know, to tidy up 
That's how we'll finish up. We'll tidy up a few details here on the Fan Afternoon Show. Well, now I understand why why Sam says what he says. What That's does he say? About the music. He was like, oh, because yeah, he said it on the air. He's like, oh, you know, I kind of wish we had. We we used to have a different sampling of music or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, I, didn't get, I didn't get much of that other music. There's the reason right but, there. Yeah. You're listening to it. Do you he like doesn't know who Marilyn Manson is. Sam's too young to know this. It's not his fault. This was what was what's the term they say? This was a banger back in the day. This this you know it was Marilyn Manson. Uh, everybody, we really appreciate you listening into the Fan Afternoon Show as we wrap things up here in the show. Kevin Holden, CBS Fifty Eight, Raging Canadian, Tim Shea. Thanks for putting up with us. We. <laughs> We're a little nutty. We didn't get too bad, actually. No, it wasn't too bad. Although, I, I, there's a question that I've been meaning to ask you, and I think right now is the perfect time to ask. Go ahead. Would you rather... <laughs> oh, I don't like in, this in a, in a, in a, in a If you were a football team, would you rather go into a major rivalry having been off the previous week or having won a good road game the previous week? Which path is better for your team? Would you, in other words, okay, you, you're facing a rival. Would you rather have been off the previous week or, or had a good run? I'd rather win? be off. Okay. And prepare. So, so you've answered my question. You are you are in favor of the Calgary Stampeders in tonight's Battle of Alberta. That is an eight o'clock kickoff central time at Edmonton. Edmonton won at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. By the way, you guys the, the gag here is that Timmy was born in Canada and I'm just completely ragging him about it. Um yeah, Edmonton won at, at Hamilton last week, so they're at home tonight against Calgary. This is the Battle of Alberta. I should be more excited. Uh, it's your home country, your home and native land. True patriot love Stop. in all of us command. <laughs> With open hearts, we. No, I, I can't. I can't. They. By the way, these same two teams play on Labor Day. Labor is spelled with a U in Canada. Uh, but they do also play. Yeah, I know there. they have that weird spelling. I should say they, we. Yeah, it is we for you. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so cleaning up a couple of details. We, I think, because, uh, you know, you'll write some stuff out. Thank goodness you do this. Like, you keep it in the rails, writing stuff out for the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you wrote down here, I feel like we got to touch on today. What did I write? Baker Mayfield. Okay. What do you think? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I saw something where, imagine this, the Panthers. That's them. Have the three, have two of the top three picks from that draft. Darnold and, and Mayfield. What draft was that? 2018? 18. That's insane. What? And they were both quarterbacks. They have two They have two of the top three picks and both are quarterbacks. They are I'm and assuming they didn't they're give top up two anything. No, it was like a conditional fifth. And and Cleveland is paying for some of the yeah, the, there's a the split contract, of the, right? the financial more yeah. of it, I believe. Is it more than fifty? Yeah. Wow. Just a little more. I mean, it's not like they went out and spent two hundred million dollars for a quarterback who might not play for them this year. <clears throat> I thought it couldn't get any crazier in Cleveland. And now it's this is how crazy it is in Cleveland. This is how crazy it is in Cleveland. They there is no going back on Baker Mayfield now. That's done. He is the Panthers. I am assuming Panthers starting quarterback. I, I could be wrong about that, but Baker Mayfield by himself hasn't done anything to take himself out of the running as a starting quarterback in the right? NFL. 
Who is their starting quarterback? It's Dennis Darnold. I yeah. Or whoever well, that other dude was. Uh, Carol. Carol. Yeah. Doesn't matter to us. Yeah. It's it's going to be Baker Mayfield. And he's there's Baker hasn't done anything, right? Not to mine at all. I mean, other than putting Cleveland, you could say maybe he put Cleveland in a spot where they felt they needed another quarterback. But I think Cleveland was just going to do what Cleveland was going to do. And and that and now that includes a quarterback who I don't think's playing for them this year, and I don't know if he's going to play for them at all. Yeah, they're thinking about an indefinite suspension, okay. possibly. So the winner of this whole th- – well, other than Baker Mayfield, the winner of this whole thing is Jacoby Brissett. Is that their, their third That's string, their quarterback. Their quarterback? Jacoby Brissett is going to be the Browns' starting quarterback. I'm so happy I'm not a Cleveland fan. Did you imagine? I, I feel bad for that fan base. What, what maybe, about- that, maybe that should be our draft mockery topic tomorrow. Which fan base do you feel sad for? Oh, like like, like adopting like a Cleveland, fan base? Like yeah. Cleveland, like Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I could see that. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not a Cleveland fan. Dude, could you imagine? Picture this. Okay. Cleveland Timmy Shea and Cleveland Kevin Holden. All right? Oh. So we're in Sports Talk Radio in Cleveland right now instead of instead of Milwaukee. We're in Cleveland. And you and I are looking at each other like, what world? <laughs> like, It'd be Baker Mayfield 24-7. Decades of just, just like beatdowns. And right now, you have to dissect all of this stuff with Deshaun Watson. You have to figure out why in the world this fifth-round pick would come in for Baker Mayfield. And, oh, by the way, on the football aspect of it, you have to figure out how Jacoby Brissett is going to take your people to the playoffs, your team to the playoffs. Jacoby Brissett is the winner of this whole thing. He won Survivor. No. Cleveland Survivor. No. Watch them go 10-7. and seven. Oh, God. Could you imagine? I mean, I don't know. There's still parts there. The quarterback situation's a mess, but there's still parts. How do you got to feel if you're a wide receiver there? Right? How do you prepare? Like, this is how good we have it oh, in Wisconsin. Good luck. Go out there. Maybe. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. No, don't. Don't get yourself no, in no, trouble, No, Tim. I'm not. You're a polite was, Canadian. Was, do not do it. I was it. thinking, you know, backers have a quarterback. They can. Oh, stop right now. <laughs> Dish out, right? I will call the Mounties and have them come here. Right? The Royal Canadian Mounted Police I mean, will the, come and the, chat with you. The Packers, maybe maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. You should keep a civil do you, tongue. Do you trade Jordan Love right now? Now? Yeah. You want your phone lines to completely blow up. Do you trade That'd be Jordan? Kind of fun, Love. actually. Do you? No. Let's, let's 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 discuss this later off air. Okay. Let's see what kind of draft picks Cleveland has too. Okay. See if they have a, a basket full of draft picks next year or a couple first-round picks. I don't know. I mean, Cle- Cleveland, are they looking for a quarterback? If Deshaun gets we suspended. Live, we live in the sports talk world, which is the world of the conditional, right? We play what mm-hmm. if every day. Mm-hmm. What if? What if there's a fit, right? What if there's a fit? Jordan Love and the Browns. I cannot believe the places you are dragging me to. Sorry, Timmy. Sorry, I'm just I'm just saying. One day on the radio and here we are. Kind of maybe makes sense, right? If Aaron Rodgers is going to stay, that's that's if Aaron Rodgers is is going to stay. I wish we knew that what their that plan is. Is he is he going to stay all 4 years? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers knows it. 
That tattoo might. Maybe that tattoo is an explanation. <laughs> oh, no. You're my friend. Timmy, I feel Thank the you. love right now. I feel... Am I B. Arthur in this situation? Yes. Well, who are you then? None of them. Stan Spornak. See you guys tomorrow on the Fan Afternoon Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.